I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hello, Acadiana, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Madeline Adams, joined by News 10 Sports Karaski Melvin for tonight's show. Thanks so much for spending your Sunday night with us. We will talk some softball, some baseball, and of course, spring football. As head coach Mike Desimo's squad is less than a week away from the spring game. Plus, sports director George Faust joins us later in the show as he has an exclusive interview with Louisiana women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. All that and more tonight on Inside Cajun Nation. But first, baseball. The Cajuns bounced back in Sunbelt play last weekend to take the series win over a good South Alabama squad. Then on the road Tuesday night, a 6-4 win over in-state rival Southeastern, who had previously beaten Ole Miss. Heading into this weekend, the Cajuns had won three of their last four games. Head coach Matt Degg says while it might be the turning point of the season, you can't know now what can only be determined at the end of the season. I don't think that you can decide when it's your turning point. Uh, that's just got to play itself out. I think it's a body of work at the end of the year. You go back and you go, yeah, I think we could probably pinpoint it right around here. And uh, But, you know, I've, I've been around too long to, to know that, that to say, hey, man, this is our turning point. You don't know because it's a crazy game. All right, to wrap up baseball, pitcher Bo Bonds earned Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week for his performance in game one against South Al last weekend. And on to college softball. UL softball freshman pitcher Sam Landry tossed 10 scoreless innings against UT Arlington and struck out 18 batters. That performance steered the Raging Cajuns to their first Sunbelt Conference Series sweep of the 2022 season. Those efforts landed her Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week honors last week. Here's head coach Gary Galasco on his young yet talented pitcher. I like the results of this past weekend, obviously, um, and we want to grow her as a, you know, as a freshman. I think she's got a lot, uh, she's got a lot of potential and a lot of upside to to pick up and learn the game mentally. And by giving her that opportunity to repeat herself and repeat her performance on Sunday, and try to pitch two different looks at a team, um, that's all good. A good experience for her that could be valuable in the postseason. Alrighty, coming up after the break, we hear from the head coach of the Raging Cajuns football team. Coach Desermo discusses how chemistry is being built between the quarterbacks and the receivers during spring ball. That's next on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Madeline Adams here, Karaski Melvin there. And with Pro Day tomorrow and the spring game next Saturday on April 9th, it's time to talk some Raging Cajuns football. With only a handful of practices left in the spring, the team continues to work on developing chemistry. And one of the keys to a successful offense is chemistry between the quarterback and the wide receivers. Now, with a QB competition in spring ball right now, the focus is developing that chemistry, even as different guys are getting the reps. Head coach Michael Desermo assesses the progress his team is making in that area. It's been really good. Um, obviously, there's a lot of guys taking reps right now, which is part of it. That's the way it needs to be for us right now um, at receiver and at quarterback. Um, so, you know, you're seeing they're working with a lot of different people, which I think is good. You know, the way that we kind of feel about it is, you know, the way I've always felt about it is 
you're a product of the offense, and the ball needs to go to the right spot, dictated off of coverage. Um, you know, I think them working with different people is good. Um, obviously, when you get to narrow it down a little bit, some of the man-to-man -man stuff um, becomes a little bit more important. But, you know, right now it's been really good, and uh, to see them doing it, it just makes it a lot of fun to kind of see them all kind of working together to try to get on the same page. All right, as some of you already know, this is my last Cajun Nation. As my time here at Caleb Fly has come to a close, it's been a great three years here in Lafayette, and I'm so thankful to, to have covered the Raging Cajuns. It was an absolute joy. Thank you to every coach, every player, every fan that I met along the way and who trusted me to tell their stories. I'll never forget all the championships I got to cover while here in Lafayette. I still have confetti from the Sunbelt title game. I'll keep it always, but it's time for me to go closer to home, so I'll be moving to New Orleans soon to continue my career there. But this is home for you, Karaski, and now it's your turn to meet all the great people in Cajun Nation. Karaski will be the new weekend sports anchor here at KLFY, but he's not new to us, new to the role, though. So tell Cajun Nation a little bit about yourself, Ski. Well, Madeline, Acadiana, my name is Karaski Lavanchez Melvin of Mamu. I've been working for KLFY for over six years, starting as a videographer, then a producer for News 10 at 6. Three years ago, I was blessed with the opportunity to appear on our high school football show, First and Ten, as well as cameo appearances filling in for you and George. Madeline, you were an excellent teammate to work with. You were a kind, hardworking person. You've had a smile for everyone. I am humbled and I am honored to make this my home and I wish you the best in your next chapter. Thank you so much, Ski, for those kind words. And uh, can't wait to see all that you do. And I wish you the best of luck. I know you're going to do great. And hey, well, don't go away. After the break, we have an exclusive interview with UL women's basketball head coach Gary Broadhead as he joins sports director George Faust in studio. Coach Broadhead looks back at the past season, how it ended, who will make a big impact next year, and how the transfer portal affects the Cajuns. That's next on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust joined this week by the head women's basketball coach at the University of Louisiana. It's Gary Broadhead. Coach, thanks for the time to come around and hang out oh, and man. chat a little. Oh, anytime, man. I enjoy it, man. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, fun to be, Ra to be here. Ra wrapping up the season, kind of give us uh, your, your general take, if you will, on how the, how the year went. Obviously, uh, an exit in the, in the conference tournament in the semis, but, but something uh, to build on, I guess, for, for next season. You know, we were pretty young, you know, and uh, beginning of the season we had some injuries, and, you know, it was always concerned when you lose one of your better first-team all-conference player and all that, and Brandy Williams. But, man, I was just really impressed how these young kids came together and, you know, with the leadership of Todd Doucette and, you know, just, just coming together and see the improvement we made as the year went on, you know, got some big wins during the year, you know, in the conference and all that, and we're able to get a three seed going into the tournament and, you know, make it to the semifinals. Great experience for this young group to, you know, to kind of move forward and build on what we were, you know, what we're trying to build here at UL. It's interesting when you when you think about uh, the team aspect of things because, you know, obviously Ty was kind of a focal point for for everybody because you know local girl you know kind of knew knew a little bit about her and then Brandy had a great end to last year. I remember the 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 run that they y'all made in the tournament last year and 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 it just seems like each year though the teams become. They're, they're always new, I guess is what I'm getting at. It's, a, it's never the same team, 
it's a similar team, and then you kind of move forward. Talk about the dynamic of a team, of how you're able to kind of mold. Because you'll have some girls on the team next year that have, that have seen how it works, and you'll be you'll be a little bit more comfortable, and they kind of take a different role, right? Yeah, I think uh, you know. I think experience goes a long way. I think that you know it's underrated. I think it's it's something that uh, that uh, we feel that uh, it helps us to win. But you know, to to see us come together like we did this year, this quick, you know, and I mean, some of it is because of some of the maturity that came in, you know, and. I'm looking at it right now. We're doing, you know, some practices and some workouts and all that. And I look at them and, you know, the eight kids that are coming back, they played a lot. And that's a good sign. You know, a lot of times you'll have, you know, 10 or 12 kids coming back, but half of them didn't even get any much playing time. But this, this group that's coming back, I mean, they put some minutes in. And so we really feel comfortable. And, you know, it's just uh, in, in trying to build that team chemistry, you know. And I, I don't know. It's like... Uh, we, I mean, maybe doing it for so long, we're just really blessed that these kids, you know, want to play together. And uh, the other thing that I always look at, do they want to really be here? You know, and that was one of the things that I noticed about the eight kids that are coming back and the recruits that we're recruiting right now. I was like, man, they want to be a Cajun. They want to be part of it. And I don't know if that was always there when we first got here. You know, it was kind of like we believed and we had to try to create them to believe. And now it's like, man, these kids really believe in the program. And. I mean, I, even even after we lost in the semifinals, man, I could. I'm looking at some of these kids, and they're ready for next year. I mean, I ate breakfast with them the next morning after we lost, and they were like, "Coach, let's get started, man. I'm ready. I, I know we can do something special." And I, that's a great feeling, you know. Yeah. It's fun. I, I'm I'm a, what they call a workaholic. I like to work. I'm a gym rat. I love to be in the gym, and so I love having those type of kids, and that's what we have now. Yeah, and, and that's gonna that's gonna bode well for next season. Do you, when, when it comes to uh, yeah, I just popped into my head when it comes to like scheduling and stuff like that. Are y'all working on that now, or how does that work? You are—I mean, you already know kind of your conference games and things of that nature. But uh, uh, is there is there you know some big games that you're looking at hopefully getting because uh, you know you guys are, are are a good get for for a, a power five school. No doubt, you know I think you're right. You know recruiting is the most important thing, but I think the second most important thing is scheduling. Because you got to schedule to the type of team you're going to have. Mm-hmm. If you're inexperienced, you know, you want to try to get some maybe a little bit easier games to try to get, you know, they're able to play more people. Sure. And then, you know, as you get more experience, you want to play the bigger schools. Like te- I know we're looking at Texas and some of the other schools trying to, trying to get some dates and all that. Uh, Houston's coming in this year. So we try to find some of those, those teams that we might match up with. And it might be similar to our conference. If they're really athletic, they like to run and all that. So scheduling is, well, it's, it, to me, it's really, really important. And we, and I mean, Deacon Jones is in charge of it, and he does a great job of trying to match up how we think we're going to be this year. You know, I know one year we, we scheduled four SEC opponents, and we had everybody hurt. That wasn't a good year. <laughs> you know, it's just part of it, you know. Right. So, you, just, you know, you try to do it in schedule. But, you know, like for us, I'd love to play LSU every year, man. Yeah. I, I just liked it. That they was came a fun in, game this yes, year. Yes, they came in here this year, yeah. you know. And I know Brandy got hurt the first play of the game, you know. But, uh, you know, and they were really, they were really good. But, I, man, I would love to play them, you know, home and home every year. That would be a great game. Uh, I'm really good friends with Vic Schaefer. He was at Mississippi State. Now he's at Texas. He wants to hook up some. And he wants to come here. So that's a big thing yeah. is when we can get, you know, a top 10 opponent to come to Lafayette. And, you know, so we're working on those things right now. But, yeah, scheduling never really stops. It's, it's a year-round sure. thing, you know. You, and then with this conference, you know, you, 
they say, okay, we're doing this schedule and it's going to be there for five years. Well, you can't do that because look, the four teams coming in. Right. Yeah. You got four teams coming in, right, you got right. two going out. So this is going to be completely different. Instead of 16 games, I think they're going to 18 games for the women. And so, man, that's, you know, it's, we'll figure that out, you know, as it comes. But scheduling just, to me, never stops, you know. Yeah. I think it's extremely important. Uh, and again, I mean, I, I think we do a great job of trying to schedule according to our team. Yeah, and and look, that I I remember watching that LSU game you guys had. That was that was a fun atmosphere. I mean, an atmosphere. I, I think you said it after the game, and and Kim Mulkey said it after the game about like the the, the excitement in the building was, was palpable. You could you could feel it. You could taste it. You know, you can you got that energy, and, and that's that, I think that's something you strive for uh, with regards to you know women's basketball and bringing it bring it up into the into no the no doubt those games are fun you know i mean kim brings the energy anyway i mean it's just fun <laughs> right. to be around her and, and what she's doing to build but my thing too part of my job is to build women's basketball you know not only in this area but throughout the country and you know we've been everywhere from coaching diddy au and all on down the line and, and really promoting women's basketball and you know to have a game and have that much energy and to see a team so excited about the opportunity to get to play a really good team. Uh, to me, that's not a, there's not a lot of, uh, it's not really our job to motivate them. I mean, they motivate themselves I and mean, they motivate us. So it, it, was, a, it was great to, to do that. And I, I, like that's what I'm saying, I love to do it every year. I mean, it was like that with Mississippi State a few years yeah, ago yeah. when they beat UConn and, you know, we end up playing them and playing them real close, you know. That's just fun stuff for us. And you can build on those things, you know, even though sometimes it's a loss. You know, you're kind of able to build and get better, and the kids feel good about it. Yeah, good stuff, Coach. Don't go anywhere. We're stick and stay. We're coming back. We're gonna have more with Coach Gary Broadhead when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. All right, welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here. Coach Gary Broadhead over there from the UL Raging Cajun Women's Basketball Program. He's the head man. Coach, how, how many years has it been now? Ten years. Ten, man. okay. Can you believe Ten. that? Ten I, years. I, I can believe it. I, I've been here a while, too. So, uh, uh, in fact, I've been here so long, you were a high school coach coaching <laughs> at oh, Turley's. And uh, you won a state championship over there. And I covered that. So, that's how, <laughs> that's how I know I've been here a while. But uh, it's good to have you on Inside Cajun Nation, Coach. Uh, just talk, talk, let's, let's continue our conversation as we, we talk about the upcoming season now. Uh, obviously, uh, the year didn't end where you wanted it to get to the tournament, uh, the Sunbelt tournament, and you, and you get to the semifinals. But uh, the goal is to get to that NCAA tournament, and you you've got postseason experience. But uh, we, we want we want we want to be part of that NCAA tournament. I think, right? I love what you say. We, you know, that's that's <laughs> awesome because we do want to be part of that, and we're working really hard, you know. And I mean, I, actually, our goal, you know, is always pointed at that conference tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, when we come into the season, everything and the kids know, and it, it was so great about it. The kids know it, and they want it. And they, you know, our focus is on, hey, can we win the tournament, conference tournament to get in the NCAA mm -hmm. tournament? You know, it's, it's been 10 years. You know, we've, we've got to the finals a couple of times and just kind of fell short. But, you know, it's like we feel really good about the direction we're going for next year. You know, we got some good kids coming in. We have a lot of returners. And I think it's just, we're, the pieces of the puzzle there, it's about staying healthy. It's about continuing to work hard and keep on improving. But in a conference, will be a little bit bigger. So, you know, you're looking at, 
probably maybe a little bit tougher conference, but hey, I think we're going to be a tougher team, so it's exciting. When you talk about some of the returners that you have, do you, do you know who's coming back and, and uh, what you're looking at with regards to, I know there's some young people that are coming back, but what about uh, some of the older uh, well, players. I mean, everybody's getting kind of older, you know, it's like because of the COVID situation, some yeah. of those kids will be with us for four years, even though they'll be a junior. You know, you got May May Holman, you got uh, Destiny Rice that's coming back that uh, to me is one of the better point guards in the conference. Uh, May May's a scorer. Uh, Lene uh, Wheaton is uh, actually one of the transfers that came in from Old Dominion. And, I mean, she was uh, ended up being all tournament uh, in, the, in the conference tournament, yeah. you know, and scored, I think, 18 and 22. And, in the games and stuff so you know those kids are coming back you know it'd be it, the, the, the difficult thing for us is going to be to replace Ty Doucette you know we didn't have Brandy Williams this year at all basically she got hurt on the fourth game so you know we were able to kind of plug in and stuff but you know Tamir Johnson's coming out of LCA I mean she just I mean she she does exactly what we want to do and she's getting better and she's getting more confident so we're going to see a lot of her in that four position that I think she can really contribute. Yeah, look, looking forward to uh, to watching you guys develop over the over the uh, what spring summer and uh, and and into next fall. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, with regards to um, where where you guys are as, as a coaching staff, are you excited about who's on the staff? Where you know everything's kosher there. <laughs> you know, I think it's the, the difficult thing for us, especially at our level, is to keep coaches. You know, I mean, because mm -hmm. I mean they just have opportunities to to kind of move around. I mean, if you look at throughout the country right now, there's so many job openings, you know, people retiring, you know, people moving on, moving up and all that, you know. Uh, so you see a lot of movement. We've just been blessed, you know. I mean, all our staff's been at least together with, for five to six years, you know. And Coach Deacon Jones has been with me for 10 years yeah. from the beginning and trying to help build that. And I think that consistency helps the kids because yeah. they know, like, man, if they've been here 10 years, they really must believe in what they're doing. And I think that's a big part of it, you know. So our staff is really good, you know. We run our staff a little bit more like football. I do an offensive and a defensive coordinator. And, man, I, you know, not many coaches allow their coaches to coach. I think my coaches coach probably more than I do, you know. And <laughs> so that's a great thing, you know, and then giving them an opportunity to get better too. But the kids really believe in them. And, you know, they're just great people. You know, I think that's where it starts, you know. It's like – you look, the most successful coaches are really, really good people, you know, and they really care about our community. You know, Deacon's from here, myself's from here. Uh, we got two, two of the younger, I'm Coach Val's from Texas, and, and so is MC, you know. So that's, uh, you know, we're very blessed. You know, we're a little shorthanded this year. We didn't have a D-op and we didn't have a player development, but that's just part of it. We all pitched in. Yeah. You know, I remember being at a game, two hours before the game, doing study hall. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. And MC does. You know, MC can be the D-op and the player development and, and probably run the offense or defense, you know. It's just part of what we do. And I think when kids see that, you know, it's like when we're not scared to, you know, push the broom and do all that. And right. They feel that, that, man, okay, well, coach is doing it and the coaches are doing it. Hey, we can do it too. Let's Nobody, do it nobody's above, uh, above Nobody. making the program better. No, and that's, yeah. our, you know, that's our goal. Not only make the program better, but to also develop these young women and, and to, you know, to help in society. And that's what I love about being in my hometown doing this yeah cool stuff uh we we were talking before about uh, a little bit about this and, and how uh, the transfer portal has kind of changed what, what what you do uh it's benefited you guys right i mean it, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse it seems like uh one time I, i'm a big garth brooks fan so one time i i was watching uh one of his little 
infomercial, whatever he does inside Studio G. And he went, you know, a blessing, a blessing and a curse. You know, uh -huh. what's a blessing is a curse sometimes. And, and that seems to be the case with the transfer portal. You know, it's a blessing and it can be a curse. Yeah, and you know, I say, hey, it can be good sometimes, it can be bad sometimes. There you go, you all know? right, so that's the kinda, infinite. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of, hey, you know, we do a little bit of therapy, and then my, my therapist is like, yep, you yeah. know, you gotta, yeah. it could be good and bad. But, yeah. you know, I think it is, you know, for us, it's, it's really worked out well. You know, we got a couple of transfers, yeah. and I, honestly, without them, it would have been a difficult time because of the experience they came, that, that came in, and they picked up our, our system pretty quick. So we were able to kind of move on pretty quickly, and. You know, it's going to be continue. You know, there's a lot. There's just a lot of transfers out there. You know, they wanting to move on. They're trying to find a system that fits them. And, and I mean, we haven't had a like a Alexis Die like Troy did. You know, Troy, the, Alexis Die was Player of the Year last year, and then boom, she's at Tennessee starting, playing in the <laughs> tournament. You know, so right. we haven't had that problem yet. But I mean, I could see, you know, a couple of our players being really good and hey wanting to move up into the SEC. I mean, it's just going to be part of it, you know. And to me, it's all about, I've, been, I've always taken this, uh, this approach, you know. Uh, being an AU coach, my job was to find opportunities for these kids to find a place to play. Right. I'm still in that situation, yeah. you know. I, I, if it's not with us, hey, and it's a better place somewhere else, hey, that's what we do, you know. Right. And, and not everybody takes that, that approach, but I, I do, you know. It's like I want these kids to have the best opportunity to succeed, and if it's not with me, hopefully they find somebody else, you know. Yeah. Maybe not in our conference, though. Right, right. It's kind of like <laughs> in football. You don't trade inside your conference, yeah. right? The, you, the Saints weren't going to trade Jameis Winston to Atlanta. Not happening. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Although, as a free agent, Bobby Abier went there, but uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, we forgive Bobby Abier for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coach, uh, it, it, anything else you wanted to add? That uh, Are you excited about anything in particular, or is there something that you, you – you're on your on your mind with regards to the basketball program how, yeah. how excited you are yeah about I'm just it? excited about the kids that are coming back you know and the kids we're bringing in you know I think the community is going to be real pleased that not only are they great players but boy they're great students and they're great people and you know with the NIL stuff you know it's like we we didn't you know I'm excited about they they're, they're able to you know, do name, you know, show their face and do more. And I think it just promotes our program. But I think we've been trying to do that with our community service and all that. We didn't need the money, you know. That's what, that's what I love about our kids, you know. Okay, coach, what can we do more, you know, within the community? We're, we're thriving. We're, we're wanting more fans, you know. And me and my, myself and, and, and Deacon Jones being from here, you know, we want, you know, as the support feels so good. The LSU game felt really good. You know, I know a lot of it was – you know, because we were playing LSU, but I'm hoping to make it be because of us. Come see us and want to come. And I think that's the biggest excitement. Yeah. Can we win bigger? And that's our job. We got to try to find a win, way to win bigger. And, and you know where it came from. You know, I mean, you've been here and you, you've covered UL for a long time and we're, we're still not where we want to be. But I think that's the exciting part. Can we continue to work to get better and, and better the program so the community can really feel a difference like softball does. Yeah. I feel the difference when I go to a softball game. Right, right, right. It, it makes me proud to be a Cajun, you know. So yeah. that's what we're after, you know, or a football game this couple of years that yeah. Billy's been here, you know. Those things are important. It, they feel good to me. And I think that's what our job is, you know, is to try to bring that, try to bring young women to our community or to our team to build the community to share with it. Yeah. Uh, Coach, I've been here so long that uh, when Jay Kelly Hall took the Cajuns to the tournament. Uh, I covered that game. Again. It was in Austin against Marquette. 
I and, remember uh, that. Yeah, it was a it was a tough game, but but they got there, and yeah. and, and, and it was it was a long time ago. But uh, looking forward to maybe doing that with you guys here in, in the very year, man. very so, near sooner, future. Sooner than uh, than later. <laughs> Sounds good. He's Coach Gary Broadhead. I'm George Faust, and you've been watching Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.